The Gospel reading is taken from Mark, chapter 5, verse 21. Hear the Gospel of our Lord, Jesus Christ according to Mark. When Jesus had again crossed over by the boat to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered around him while he was by the lake. Then one of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came, and when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. He pleaded earnestly with him, My little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. So Jesus went with him. A large crowd followed and pressed round him, And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately her bleeding stopped, and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. At once Jesus realized that powers had gone out from him. He turned around the crowd and asked, Who touched my clothes? You see the people crowding against you, the disciple answered, and yet you can ask, Who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and, trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. While Jesus was still speaking, some people came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. Your daughter is dead, they said. Why bother the teacher any more? Overhearing what they said, Jesus told him, Don't be afraid, just believe. He did not let anyone follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came to the house of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw a commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, Why all this commotion and wailing? The child is not dead but asleep, but they laughed at him. After he put them all out, he took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said to her, Talitha kum, which means little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately the girl stood up and began to walk around. She was 12 years old. At this they were completely astonished. He gave strict orders not to let anyone know about this and told them to give her something to eat. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O So loving God, we thank you for the stories that you give us, which draw us into knowing you more deeply, and help us to understand who we are in the light of who you are. And so we ask that you help us this morning to receive from you, and that we, mo- we know you uh, more deeply. Uh, because of this story to us this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 
please do be seated. So, this story today uh, tells, which might be for some of us, two quite familiar stories uh, of two women. Uh, One who has been ill with bleeding for 12 years, and one who is 12 and who is so ill that she dies. Um, There are so many things in this long reading this morning uh, that we could draw out, Um, but I can't talk about all of them. Uh, So what I want us to do this morning is to think about those words, um, which it's interesting, there are different translations, that's why I was looking this up. Uh, These words in chapter 5, verse 34, which Jesus says to the woman who has been healed or cured of her bleeding. Uh, In this version it says, daughter, your faith has healed you. Um, And in another version, the NRSV, it says it like this, your faith has made you well. Um, So I'm going to stick with that translation. Your faith has made you well. Um, And the reason that I'm going to do that is because often healing, when we hear the words, your faith has healed you, we think about cure, being made better from an illness, normally physical. But actually healing is much bigger and broader than that. And it certainly is in the Bible. That's why we have uh, the 12 number thing going on in this text. Because 12, the 12 tribes of Israel, the 12 disciples, 12 times 12, 144,000, that symbolic number that you have in heaven found in the book of Revelation. It's about wholeness. It's about things being whole. And I think the word wellness actually is more helpful in this context. But, I mean, that's what healing does mean. But sometimes we get stuck in this idea of cure rather than wholeness and wellness. And Jesus says to her, your faith has made you well. So that's what I want us to ponder. If you take one thing away, what does it mean? Your faith has made you well. Uh, So in that first story, Jesus uh, turns to the woman and says, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Be healed of your disease. And in the second story, Jesus says, Do not fear. Only believe. So faith is at the heart of both stories. And in both stories, people have sought Jesus out. They have, talking about kind of active and passive, you know, responses to faith, these are active responses. They've gone to Jesus, they've sought him out, they've asked for help. Uh, I'm going to show you a video in a moment of what I think often uh, we see Jesus more like this. Uh, in this video. Now, there is a bit, particularly for our younger people, there is a bit in this video where someone looks like they're really in trouble, um, but I just want to reassure you that everything is okay. Everything's going to be okay. And so we're going to watch that video now. So this is sometimes what people think Jesus is like. <laughs> 
So often we feel drawn towards this image of Jesus where we are passively waiting to be rescued and Jesus will sweep in in his superhero pants uh, and save us. Um, And I want, in, in everything that I'm saying, I want us to kind of have it in the context of knowing that, yes, there are moments where we are helpless and hopeless sheep who have wandered off and found ourselves in a pit, uh, stuck, and uh, we need God to show up despite our best efforts to get lost um, or the things that have happened to us that have stuffed us in a pit um, or our best efforts to lose God because we're, for whatever reason, we don't want God around us. Sometimes we have no words and no strength and no health left in us. And it's true that sometimes God comes to find us in spite of ourselves. But often, the stories that we see in which Jesus is talking to someone or helping someone is not like that. Most of the time... Uh, most of the time, even the most worn down, uh, and perhaps especially the most worn down, are those who find themselves actively seeking Jesus out. And Jesus' response to them is that this action, the way that they have responded to their faith in Jesus... And it is a faith in Jesus, you know, not a faith in a donut or a tree or, you know, whatever. But the way they have responded to their faith in Jesus has brought them to a place where they can receive well-being. Now, we might struggle with this as Christians a little bit or wonder why, you know, why doesn't Jesus do more of the seeking out of those in difficulty? Doesn't it seem more Jesus-y, you know, more Christian for him to be going and seeking them out and fixing uh, all the problems rather than this way around? But let's think about it like this. The woman who had been bleeding for 12 years was an outcast because of her bleeding. She was untouchable. She was used to being dismissed, overlooked, not listened to, having no real voice or value in her society. In her coming to Jesus like this, she rejects that narrative of her and of her life. She is untouchable. She will touch. In this story, the woman with no voice speaks to the one who made her mouth. She's given what we call agency in her own story. No longer will things just happen to her. She has some power even if it's just a mustard seed. And even if her society doesn't think that, 
tells her she's worthless. Jesus says, your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you well. He doesn't say, (laughs) ta-da, look what I did. I fixed her. He says, your faith has made you well. And as we were saying, perhaps the wellness that she received was less about the cure for the bleeding, although I'm sure that's what one of the things she needed to be well, but it was about so much more than that. It was about having her very humanity restored. Her very existence, her right to be as a child of God, made in God's image. Validating that she has a place in the world. And she has a right to take up space. So who are you, who are we in this story today? What is God saying to you? Well, we all need to learn how, what it is to be more Christ-like. That's what we're being drawn into. Are you being taught how to be more like Jesus and less as wonderful as he is, less like Superman? You know, not fixing others or fixing it for others, but helping people to have their humanity restored. Enabling them to have their voice. For them to take their place in the world. And reminding ourselves and everyone else that we are all made in the image of God. And therefore, you know, therefore of great value and worth. We probably all need to learn that a little bit today. Or do you need to seek Jesus and have that active response? To respond to your faith in Jesus and go and find him. Be reminded that you have agency. You are responsible for your response to this faith in Jesus that you are being invited into. So whichever you are, and we're probably all a bit of both of those things, may you know in all of that that God is on your side. That Jesus wants you to know that you are important and significant in this world. We all have a place and we're being invited to take it. Your existence on this planet matters. You take up space. So take your place. Seek Jesus out. It's an active response 
Take yourself to those places with Jesus where you can receive wellness. And may you hear him say, your faith has made you well. Amen.